0: Greetings and welcome back to another ongoing series of Shurim and Dafyomi. My name is Yitzchak, Shalom. We're now on Masachat Shabbat, Avchaf Bet Amur Aleph. Continuing with the Gemara's discussion on Mitzvat Ner Chanukah. Uh, we already uh, discussed the issue briefly of the Shamash and the fact that uh, one needs another candle in order to benefit from Ner Chanukah. At the very beginning of our sugya, we saw two opinions about Mutar or Yaasur L'ishtamesh L'orah. Li now we'll see another perspective on that same question. Amar Rav Yehuda, Amar Ravasi. So Rav Yehuda quotes Ravasi as teaching Asur La'atzot Ma'on in Ne'er Chanukah You're not allowed to count money out using Ner Chanukah meaning getting benefit from the light for that came to Shmuel and Rav Yehuda further reports that when he then reported this to Shmuel Amar Elie, Shmuel told me Rav Yehuda says Does the Ner have any sanctity to it that you're not allowed to use it for counting? So when that report came That Rav Yudah said Shmuel evidently opposed this and saw nothing wrong with counting money using their Hanukkah for light. Matkif Rav Yosef. Rav Yosef challenged that and said, Does the blood, and here it means the blood of slaughtering of a bird or of an animal, a wild animal, uh, have sanctity? And the drasha is, shafach you have to use the same thing to cover it that you use to spill the blood. Meaning, you spill the blood with your hand, you slaughter it with your hand. You have to use your hand to cover up the dumb. Why? Don't cover up with your feet. The mitzvot should not be degrading. You should not degrade mitzvot by doing the mitzvah with your feet. Now, this, the blood has no sanctity. Nonetheless, we still have to treat it in a proper way so the same thing here says Rav Yosef that the mitzvah of should not be degraded for you to use it for your own personal needs now Levi. so they asked Rav and Levi and this is an independent piece which is then going to come around are you allowed to benefit from the ornaments of a Sukkah during the week of Sukkot so that's what in Nerchanukah and he said, of course not, because after all, you're not allowed to count money using their Hanukkah. So I'm Rav Yosef, this comes back to Rav Yosef, who says, Mare d'Avram, it's an oath, Talitanya but a He is explaining that which has already been taught using one that hasn't been taught officially as a breitah. Sukkah tanya, Hanukkah, lotanya. Sukkah is a breitah. Hanukkah is a statement of Ravasi. Tatanya once you put the proper shacha on then you covered it with all sorts of beautiful uh, tapestries and, and blankets that are that are embroidered and you hung all sorts of fruit in your sukkah so all sorts of wine, etc. You're not allowed to get any benefit from those things until after the last Yom Tov is over. And the reason for that is because the, the definition of Muktzah is as of when a particular day starts. So of course when the Sukkot starts these things are devoted to the Mitzvah of Noi Sukkah and that lasts all the way through Oshan during the Bein Shmashot between Hoshana Rabba and Yatzeret, they continue to be Muktzah because of Hoshana Rabba, and therefore it continues through to the end of Yatzeret. So if you meet now Lamb, but if you made a condition, you said, you know, I'm going to drink from that wine, I'm going to eat those peaches on the fourth day of Sukkot, how called no, your condition does work. So therefore you see that there is such a brighta about Sukkah, Alam Rav Yosef Dam. says the model for all of this, both Sukkah and Nerchanukah, is Dam. The issue is not one of uh, sanctity, but rather one of treating mitzvah properly, uh, and that's where wh- why we do not uh, use Nerchanukah. Okay, continuing on with the issue of Bizui Mitzvah, perhaps, Itmar, we have the following famous mahaloket. Ravamar in madlikin in nail. Can you light from one nair to another? Rav says you may. Or, you may not. Rishmol says you may. Ravamar in matirin tzitzit in the bega. And what looks to be a parallel sort of mahaloket. Rav says you cannot take tzitzit off of one garment in order to put them on another garment. Ushmolamar matirin bega the He said you may. And then Ravamar in alachakar bishimon bi greira. Ushmolamar alachakar bishimon Rabbi Shimon's approach in Hechot Shabbat, which we already spoke about once in the uh, first parak, which is, mutar. When you do action A, which is itself a permissible action, and it is likely but not inevitable that result X will happen, which is a prohibited result, nonetheless it's permitted to engage in that action because that's not what you intended, and it's not absolutely inevitable that it will happen. That's Rabbi Shimon's position. Rav says that we do not rule like Rav Shimon, and it is prohibited. Shmuel says that it is permissible. The reason we call it Greira we'll see in a moment. Amar Baye, so Baye then reports, de Demar, my master, that's Rabbah, would do everything avid kerav. He would always follow Rav, and as we him, point, point out here, of course, that doesn't mean in every machlok at Rav and Shmuel, but it means that when uh, we have machlok at Rav and Shmuel, our general consensus is halakha kerav bi'isuri v'halakha ke Shmuel bimamoni. When it comes to uh, civil and criminal law, the Halacha follows Shmuel. It was a great dayan. When it comes to ritual law, we follow Rav. So he says, Rav would always rule like Rav. Except for the following three that he did rule like Shmuel. The Keminah the Neirmatir the Begad the be in these three cases. Why is it called Gera? The tiny Rishmon Omer Gorera. A person is allowed to drag a bed, a chair, or a bench. Uh, meaning on the ground from one place to another, even though it's very likely it's going to make a ditch, which is a violation of Choresh, as long as your intent is not to make a ditch. Okay, so now that's the Machloket. Of course, the only one of these three Machlokot that concerns us at this point is the first one, so we'll continue analyzing that. One of the students was sitting in front of Rav he said, The reason that Rav says you're not allowed to light from one nair to another is because it's degrading for the mitzvah that you're using a nair as a kindling piece. So Amr Lahu, Ravad said to the students, Lo don't listen to him. de He says, Rav's reason is because you are lessening the mitzvah, meaning you're taking away from some of the fuel of the first nair to light the second nair. So now, my benaihu, where would they disagree? If you lit directly from one candle to another. According to the student's approach, which is that the problem is bizui mitzvah, then Rav would certainly agree that you could light if you went directly from candle to candle without an intermediary match or something. And the reason is because there's no bizui mitzvah if this candle is you being used to light another nermi chadokah but if you say the reason, is because you're diminishing the physical properties of the first one. It's also prohibited. So, ravavia ravia challenged it with the following. Tosefta, from the very beginning of Maaser Sheni. You have a Maaser Sheni coin. You're not allowed to use it. It's a silver coin. You're not allowed to use it to counterweight gold coins. Even if you're using it, in order to then be Mahalo sheni on the other coin. You know, do you want to see how much this coin is worth? So you could be Mahalo sheni on it. You're not allowed to use your sheni coin as a counterweight. Now might be if you agree with me that the Mahloket between Rab and Shmuel is when you go directly from candle to candle of the King but if you use an intermediary uh match or wick, it's not Shomchanuka that Shmuel would certainly prohibit so then there's no Tiuvta from this Tosafta. El Yamar Amishari, but if you think that Shmuel says that it's Butar light, even using an intermediary, then this Breitah about Masasheni stands in refutation of Shmuel because you're not allowed to use uh, your coin of Masasheni as an intermediary, even though the ultimate result will be master of another. So, Amar Rabbah. Rabba says, not necessarily. He said, in the case of Maser Shani there's a local concern. It's not part of the general conceptual framework of utilizing a mitzvah to create material for another mitzvah. But rather, the problem here is that you may turn out that the two don't counterweight properly, and then you're going to end up using that gold coin that you intended to use for Maser You're going to use it for Hulin and uh, and as a result of that, you used the master Shani coin for nothing. You weighed it, and you didn't get any mitzvah out of, it, out of it, as opposed to here, where you could directly light, and you know you're going to light the candle, you're not going to change your mind about lighting candles. All right, so watch this challenge. Metir of Sheshit. Choday Dut The minorah is set up outside of the parochet, meaning in the Kodesh. And then it says, Where they needed the Menorah for light. That for the whole 40 years, God's light led them. This testimony, the Menorah itself is testimony, that the Shechina rests be Israel. What does that mean? My edut? So I'm a Rav. This is all Rav Sheshit reporting. Rav says, That's the Chavirotah. That's the westernmost nair. we talked about this in Menachot, where you put the same amount of oil as you put in all the other ones, And nonetheless, that's the one they would use to light the others, and you, it would also be the last one going. So it's testimony that the ner Maraviv, not the same amount of oil as the others, would last much longer. But the point is the Menayam Bachakim and the queen are the marsh kill we look since they wrote they're already fixed in place you clearly can't, can't light near to near you got to use a kinsa in the middle so kashabe la mandamishum bizu mitzva benama mandamishum achush mitzva this is a challenge to rob in any case and a challenge to shmuel according to the second position but it's a challenge to say that there's an issue of bizui mitzvah when you use a ner shel mitzvah to light another ner shel mitzvah with an intermediary or that you're t- diminishing the material of one to use for another so take a rapapa or papa said if you have very long wicks you could go directly there but then sof it certainly is a challenge Vada, the reason is mitzvah, and the answer is you're right Gosh, it's a challenge so my havela, What's the final ruling? He said the question of whether we can light from Ner Luner really rests on another conceptual question: What cr- generates or what produces the mitzvah of Ner Chanukah? Is it the lighting? In which case you can light me near the nair because the minute you lit you did the mitzvah, or is it placing the nair in its place already lit? In which case you can't because that doesn't happen when you light it, but it happens later. Di Bayaluhu because the question was asked. Hadlakao Samitzva or And let's see, Toshma. The Amarava, Rava tried to prove it from the following Attafus v'omeid. If you were standing there holding a Nirkanukha, Law Savaloklum, you accomplish nothing. So you see the mitzvah is putting it in place. <clears> Hatam, <throat> now the answer is There it's simply an issue of uh, mistaken impression because their Hanukkah is generated very much by the statement it makes to the outside. And here somebody else seeing you holding their Hanukkah will think that you've got your own narrative not bump into things in the dark. They won't know it's their Hanukkah. So that's why you haven't accomplished anything. could be abla kausa mitzvah. Toshmada Amar Rava Rava tried another one Hidlikam fin If you lit the nair Inside And then took it outside And put it outside In its proper place lo klum So now Yemar Pishlamad Lakao Samitzva If you agree that Hadlakao Samitzva Hadlakam komo You need to light it In its proper place I understand why If you lit it In the wrong place And then put it In the right place You're not yotze Shumach Lo'asaklum klum. Yemar Amar O'saklum But if you think Hanacha klum. After all you put it down in the right place. The answer is the same problem. Somebody sees you lighting inside, will think he's lighting on there, so he doesn't bump into things. He won't know it's near Hanukkah. <coughs> Which, by the way, is already seeding the point that Hadlaka is at least part of the mitzvah because it's the moment of Hadlaka we're concerned about what the seer will see, will uh, will, will think. Toshma. D'vam B'Shom and Ashishit. Shaita doleket if you have a lantern that was already lit all of Shabbat, let's say it was lit on Friday, it was going all of Shabbat, what do you do on Motse Shabbat of Hanukkah? <coughs> you extinguish it and relight it. If you agree that Hanukkah is what you need, then Shapir. But if you think Hanukkah is it enough to extinguish it and relight it? It should be that you extinguish it, pick it up, put it back down, and light it. <coughs> As we will see a little bit later on in the next podcast, the bracha, which we're all familiar with, is lahadlik neir So you know that the, that the, uh, that the, uh, the reality is Allah neir Shmamina. Okay which means by the way as we said earlier, and now if you have an incompetent who lights it, the fact that you put it in the right place later won 't count because the act of lighting is what counts, but a woman certainly can light remember. Women are obligated in Hanukkah ayubot anes because they were also involved in the miracle. And that brings us to the same machloket we have in uh, about uh Kriyat Megillah and about Arba uh, Kosot, all statements of Yishuv and Levi. What is Afe anes machloket Rishonim. Some say it means that they were instrumental in creating the miracle, Esther, uh, Yehudit, Nashim or the prevailing opinion of the Hoshonim is that they were also saved during this miracle, they were under threat. And as a result of that they owe the thanksgiving. Okay, we'll pause at this point, we'll pick it up in the next podcast, continuing on with the laws of Nerchanuka. The meantime should have a wonderful day.